And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee. Don't take the quickest way out, brothers and sisters. Jesus didn't do that. Jesus told God, look, is there another way? He said, can you take this cup from me? Can you take this humiliation, this embarrassment, this walk, this me parading through Jerusalem naked? Let me share something with you. What you do not know, if you go back and you read antiquity, Jesus was parading around Jerusalem naked. That's how they paraded thieves. Thieves. Now, for decency, there is a cloth around him. Are you with me? But when the Romans crucified, and Jesus said, can you take that from me? And God, that's one prayer God never answered. How many of you thank God he didn't answer that prayer? Oh, thank God. Glory be to Jesus. Are you with me, saints? I'm moving along here. Are you with me, saints? Okay, so he said, he said here, he said, praise the Lord, that, that Jesus had to die on the cross because he needed to ensure that what? That we qualify for Abraham's blessings. And notice the word might. It means might. It means not everybody's going to be faithful like Abraham. You see, might, might just mean maybe. Might, maybe, because... <laughs> It is not an unconditional promise. There is a condition to it. Amen. Glory be to Jesus. Faithful, faithful, faithful. Diligence, diligence, diligence. Are you with me, saints? Glory be to Jesus. Now, 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 now this is what I'm, last week when I taught this right here, when I taught this, um, somebody said to me, mentioned to me, Pastor, what about where it said that, uh, um, that a certain particular race is cursed? I don't know if you've known, and where they, where they get that from is from Genesis chapter 9. You remembered, remembered when Noah, and uh, when Ham, Shem, and Japheth, are you with me? And Noah, the Bible says, I think it's Genesis chapter 9, somewhere around verse 20, it says, Noah planted himself a vineyard. Mm-hmm. What did he do? What did he do? He planted himself a vineyard, and he drank, got drunk, and he, he, and, and he, yeah, so he drank and fell out in the vineyard and they saw him naked. Are you with me? Yeah, Ham, his son, Ham saw him naked. Mm? And when Noah, so his two brothers took a shit and walked backward and covered their father. Praise the Lord. Ham was the youngest. He's a young boy. Amen. You know, when you're the young child, you do stupid, you do stupid things. So when Noah got up, instead of, curse, instead of, instead of correcting his child, a grown man. First of all, a grown man, you have no business getting naked and getting drunk in front of your kids. I don't know how you read the Bible. I tell you how I read the Bible. I get what I'm saying. A grown man like you. And what have you been? And notice how, notice how wicked noise. He did not curse Ham. He cursed Canaan. Ham's generation. The Bible says in humans what is wickedness instead of forgiving his son and saying my son has done stupidly let me talk to him what he decided to do the very first thing is get revenge on his own child curse his sons because Canaan is the son of Ham he didn't curse Ham curse Ham he cursed his, he cursed Canaan and were they cursed yes they were you, they were cursed you know why because nobody spoke nobody reversed it 
Nobody reversed it. Now you get what? Nobody what? Reversed it until the cross. Are you getting what I'm saying? I get so so no no let, let me take it further. I, I told I and I told him because he was bothered. I told him, listen to me, look carefully. Was it God who cursed or was it a man who cursed? He said, A man. I said, guess what? A man did it, God didn't do it, and God undid it. Are you get what I'm saying? God undid it. It not now back then they didn't know about Proverbs 18:21. Death and life lies in the power of the tongue. Now you curse, you just reverse it in the name of Jesus Christ. That will not work because I am. That's who I am. Psalms 91 verse 2 says, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in Him, because I dwell in the secret place of the Most High. Oh, brother, I'm an untouchable. Doesn't matter what you say, how you think, what it doesn't matter. I choose to believe God. And he said, I dwell in the secret place. And how you dwell there, you say it. He said, I will say of the Lord. He's my refuge. And my you got to say it to dwell there. You got to say it. You know why you got to say it? You got to humble yourself. And some of us, we cannot humble ourselves and say what God say. Yeah, we cannot say that. <laughs> yeah, we cannot say that. We cannot say what God say. And while I was on that, let me correct a few other things, brothers and sisters. When you study the Bible, let me tell you, when you read God's word, read what the Bible says man did and said, and read what God did and said. Are you with me? Let me say it again. When you read the Bible, and I'm going to show you why. At, at the end in the book of Job. Job chapter 42, verse 6. I, I, I had never seen that until years ago. I was talking because everybody. I began studying the book of Job, and I began seeing some things. And I would talk to some friends about it, and they came against me. And I said, listen to me, brothers and sisters. Notice what the Bible says about the book of Job. Job chapter 42. And I'm making a point. I'm going to deal with that. Job chapter 42. Let's look at verse 7 and 8. God came in after, after all of them spoke. God came in and look what God said. Job chapter, he said, and so it was after that the Lord spoke these words unto Job. The Lord said to Eliphaz. So God addressed Job with his, with his talking. Are you with me? Then God came to the three guys, and this is what he said. And the Lord said to Eliphaz, the Timonite, he said, my wrath is kindled against you. He said, I'm mad with you for all what you said about me. Why? Because what? I'm mad with you. I'm mad against you and against your two friends. Why? For you have not spoken of me the thing that is right. You mean God wrote two-thirds of the book of Job about what people said, and it's not right. And people are still saying what Eliphaz and are you getting what I'm saying? Let me tell you, brothers and sisters. He said, You've missed, you took the word from me, misrepresented me, but it is still written. And the reason why is because we are Old Testament bound. We forget about Jesus. Oh, we love Elisha. We love Elijah. We love Moses. We love Ezekiel. But not Jesus. 
One person gets me excited, and that's Jesus. Now, I thank God for all these men who sacrificed, but when compared to Jesus, their word means nothing. Why can't Jesus get you excited like Job gets you excited, like Elisha, like Elijah? Let me ask you, read the book of Job again and see what all what they said is incorrect about God. And God had to come to the end to tell us that because today many people fall back on the book of Job for the lack of faithfulness. Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? That's why I tell you when you read the Bible, make it personal. Make it personal. Say, Dad, you've given me this treasure. And you give me, you've given me a mind to read. I need your revelation. I need you to show me. I've been hearing from everybody. Can you talk to me, Dad? I need understanding. You said, ask. That's what you said. I'm tired of hearing everything else. After truth, after truth. And you see throughout the entire Bible, the Old Testament mindset, mindset pervaded the church. In Luke 9, 54, in Luke chapter 9, verse 54, Jesus went to, the, to Samaria to preach and they said, leave town. We don't want to, he said, we don't want to hear what you have. And while he was leaving, John and James said to Jesus, look, these people don't want to hear us. Should we call fire from heaven and kill all of them? Where do you think he got that from? Elijah, Elijah, because Elijah called fire from Mount Carmel, and Elijah called fire on three set of fifty men, and they died. So that Elijah man said, "I want to kill somebody." I know. Listen to me. Listen, I never preach that nice. I always say it like that because I want you to see where you are. The mindset is not of God, and Jesus said, "Look how Jesus answered." You got it. And when the disciples, oh, you have it, thank you. And when his disciples, now the reason why I know all of them like that is because this, I have studied them over and over because I was there. That's how I was. It says, and when his disciples, James and John saw him, they said, Lord, will thou that we command fire to come down from heaven and consume them as whom? Jesus is there, but Elijah... And isn't that a shame? The same thing we. I had to correct a few people. I said, no, this is not the day of John the Baptist. It's not the day of Elijah. Not the day of Elijah. Not the day of Moses. It's the day of Jesus. Jesus. It's the day of the way maker. The miracle worker. The promise keeper. Light in the darkness. Oh, that's who gets me excited. That's who gets me excited. Hey, that's who gets me excited. Yes. Oh, he gets my will turning. <laughs> Anybody love the Lord? Oh, glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. So, so he said, and Jesus said to him, thank you so much. Jesus said to him, but he turned Jesus and rebuked them and said, Know ye not what man of spirit you are? In other words, Jesus tell them, you're thinking like a murderer. Interpretation. That's what he's saying. Jesus told his disciples, that's how you were thinking. You want to kill people? 
And look, look, look what Jesus said. Can you go to verse 56? Verse 56 says what? For the Son of Man is not come to destroy men's life, but to save them that... And they went to another village. Jesus said... I didn't come because because the reason why Jesus had to say that is because say that I'm talking so fast. The reason why Jesus had to say that is because that's how they thought, and that's how people still think. You hear people saying, "Take them, Lord, take them, Lord." You heard it. I, I heard it growing up with the, with my with the elders. In, I heard it in church growing up, and I used to believe it until I started reading for myself. Yeah. That's why I love the man Jesus. He came and Jesus had to come because the world already thought that God was a killer. So Jesus had to come and correct that idea, that notion. And some of us are still suffering from that. That is why some of us, we haven't seen the manifestation in our lives as should. Many of us haven't seen victory in our lives as should. Because of the limiting beliefs, the Old, Te the Old Testament way of thinking. Are you with me? The Old Testament way of thinking. That is the problem. Are you with me, saints? We need to get rid of that. Not, 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 not everything we get rid of because the law was broken up into, into what? Into three sets. There were Levitical laws. There were, uh, there were civil laws, uh, Levitical laws, and, uh, and, and spiritual laws. Anyhow, anyhow. There were, Lev Lev there were Levitical laws. There were civil laws. Are you with me? So the civil laws is how you deal with people. God didn't do away with that. But the Levitical laws he did away with where you had to bring a goat. The priestly thing he got away with. Are you with me? The, all that blood. I, where, where, where a lady had to wait 32 days before she comes to church when she had a child. God got rid of that stuff. And all that was pointing to the new Jesus, the new covenant. That is why Hebrews 8, 6 says we have a better covenant that's based on better promises. Since I want you to embrace the better covenant. People still have in and some people would not come to church because they are told all their lives they are cursed. And the guy is struggling with that principle. He's trying to make it in life and he cannot and he thinks he's cursed because his race is cursed. And he would not come to church. I'm sorry, I had to deliver that stuff today. I just. Saints, <sighs> are you feeling me? Be careful. The Old Testament is. The Old Testament, we thank God for the foundation of the Old Testament. But, brother, we've moved on. Jesus came, we've moved on. The Old Testament pointed to Christ. Christ said that he did not come to destroy the law. But, yeah. And if that, that's what he came to do, to fulfill the law. And what he's saying is, nobody could keep the law but him. He said, I keep the law. I kept it. I fulfill that. And I represent, I represent the human race who accepts me. So because Christ fulfilled the law and I'm in him, I have fulfilled the law. <laughs> Can somebody say, thank God for Jesus? Yes. 
Oh, glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory. And, 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 and I, you know, I, I, I got to change your minds with some things. This is, this is what the Bible says. Just one more sin. So you here with me. Old Proverbs chapter 30, verse 7 to 8. And, and I'm saying that because of what I have been told. Proverbs 30, verse 7 to 8. I'm getting rid of some Old Testament mindset that can help us get into our into our what? Destiny. Destiny. It says, uh, this is a man called A-G-U-R, Agan. He's praying. This is an Old Testament dude. Now listen to what he said about himself before he prays. Can you go to, uh, can you go to verse, go to verse 1. Go to verse 1. Proverbs 30. Listen to what he says about himself before he prayed. He said, the words of Agar, the son of Jacker, even the prophecy, the man spoke unto Ethel, even unto Ethel and Eucal. Can you go to verse 32? He said, that's he. He said about himself. He's about 32. Yeah. He said, surely I am, he, what he said? I'm more brutish than any man. And have not the understanding of a man. Now who'd pray that in the Old Testament? Now think, this is an Old Testament man. And he's going to pray a prayer that people nowadays are praying. Let's continue. Let's see what he said. What he, said about he said, I neither learn wisdom nor have the knowledge of the holy. <laughs> no 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 can you go out let's just can you just go to verse let's see what he's praying verse 7 and 8 this is his prayer and people have heard it on the radio saying people are recommending that's the prayer to pray he said two things have i required of you lord deny me not before i die he said the first thing is can you go to verse 8 he said, remove far from me vanity and lies. This is what he said. He said, give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with food convenient for me. And this is what people are saying to pray. Tell God, don't give you riches. Based on what Edgar said. Jesus said in 3 John 1, I wish above all that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers and the reason why we are not seeing it is because we are not seeing the prosperity is because it is tied to our soul the growth of our soul faithfulness as you grow as your soul grow now that's what this man tells you he's brutish he does know he said i do not know anything about god and he said, I've got, uh, as I've got, I have asked God for a couple things. Don't give me riches. And people are praying. No, they use it as justification to remain poor. I'm just telling you, look, bro, I listen to a lot of preaching. Because I want to ensure what God communicates to me is not wrong. Because God is speaking to a lot of people. Are you with me? But when I hear this, it really breaks my heart. To hear people say that and people are saying, Amen. Are you with me, saints? Thank God for the Old Testament, but be very careful while you read it. Go through, go through the book of Job and read again. And when you see Eliphaz, the Timonite, and his two friends speak, be very, be very careful because they say some things about God in there. That's not true. Yeah, that's their thinking. And God, you know God is strong enough to write it down and not be insecure. Oh, you, you and I would leave that out, but not God. I mean, when you're in charge and you're large, 
<laughs> you know, nothing really matters, amen. Because all all roads all roads leads to you. All roads next to what they claim you state the truth, and hopefully those who are really seeking will find the truth. And I and I submit to you, brothers and sisters, very few people very few people are seeking. Very few people are seeking. Are you with me? Very few of us are seeking. Many of us come to the Bible with our own with our own um, perception of what we've heard. We don't come like a child. Yeah, we don't come like a child. And I'm asking you, as of today, we need to do that. Because our destiny is at stake. Haven't you asked God how long what's going on? Think about it. One thing, brothers and sisters, I wanted to leave here today. I know I... I know I diverted a bit, but I had to do that because of the questions I've been asked. Amen. I, the questions I've been asked. I want you to understand. Uh, did I, I just lost my trend of thought? What was I saying? Yes, yes. Thank you so much. Before, yeah, thank you. Before we leave you today, I want, this is what I need you to understand. Get faithful. Get diligent. When you leave here today, repent and say, God, I've not been faithful. I've not been diligent. But I heard that you are a God of a second chance. I heard, and I'm coming today. Give me a second chance. Because I found out it's required of stewards that a human be found. That's, what's, that's what has been holding us back for all these years. Holding us back for all these years. Some people go after God with all their life, like, like their life depends on it. Some of us come limping, half-hearted, always in a hurry. Are you with me, saints? We have six more months. Six more months. Before the year ends. As you read Acts chapter 5. And I'm closing. As you read Acts chapter 5. You will see later. That the Sanhedrin. The Bible says. After Peter spoke. Their hearts were cut. The word cut here means sawn in two. It's like, a, they took a, it's like somebody took a saw. And just, sawn, just saw a piece of wood. That's how they felt. And the Bible says Gamaliel. Gamaliel. You remember Gamaliel? The one who taught Paul. Now, this is what I'm, I'm sharing this with you just for this right here. I'm going to tell you what Gamaliel said. I'm not going to get into it. I'll talk to you about it next week. Gamaliel said this about Paul. It's not in the Bible, but it's, in, it's written in extra biblical sources. Gamaliel said this about Paul. He said, my only problem with the Apostle Paul. I'm making my time because I want you to hear what I'm saying. Gamaliel, Paul's instructor, said, my only problem with the Apostle Paul is that I could not get him enough books to read. That's what he said about Paul. He said, I could not get the student of mine's books to read. Paul devoured every textbook Gamaliel gave him. That's why he left and went into Arabia for three and a half years. He went with the Pentateuch and he came out with the entire New Testament. He read and read and read and read and read and studied and meditated. He found out about speaking in tongues. That's where Paul learned about speaking in tongues. That's where he got the revelation before Paul speaking in tongues wasn't in the Bible. 
God, Paul got revelation upon revelation upon re because he read Gamaliel said this about him. My problem with Paul, I could not get him enough books to read. I've been talking about reading the Bible, brothers and sisters. We have six more months. Can you put a time, a place, and put a program to read the Bible? If you start tomorrow, you'll read six chapters a day. You'll read the Bible by the time the year ends. If you had started in January, three chapters a day would get you there. But you got to double up now. Six, can you read six chapters a day? Before the year ends, you'll read the entire Bible. Can you do that? I'm just asking you. God needs to communicate with us directly. Amen. Father, we thank you for your word. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. God, we thank you for helping us. <laughs> Oh God, we bless your name today. We magnify your name, Jesus. Oh, we glorify your name, Lord. We exalt and extol thee. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for giving us wisdom. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, blessed be the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Can you put on Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17? I'm going to pray that prayer for us as a church. Ephesians chapter 1. Go to verse 16. I'm going to pray that prayer for us as a church. God, we thank you and we praise you. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. This is Paul's prayer. Paul's prayer for the church in Ephesus. I'm going to pray that for us as a church collectively. Father, we thank you and we praise you. Oh God, we glorify your name. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ the Father of glory may give unto us imitators of God ministries Father I ask you to give unto us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you Lord we need to know you we need to gather information about you Father and so I ask in the name of Jesus Christ that you will help us be acutely aware of the enemy's tactics to distract us father from time set aside to fellowship with you and when i say reading brothers and sisters i'm not necessarily talking about reading just for reading reading with a sense of fellowshipping with the father that's what i meant fellowshipping and so father i ask you to help us be aware of the times when the enemy comes in to distract us lord i pray that the eyes of our understanding will be enlightened lord i pray that we may know what is the hope of your calling and what is the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the sins that imitators of God ministries. Oh God help us I pray in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Glory be to God. Lord I pray that uh, and not only that I pray that you help us understand what is the exceeding greatness of your power to us Lord who believe oh God. Help us Lord God I pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Help us know what is the exceeding. Help us experience it like Paul said. I don't want to just know him, but I want to know him in the power of his resurrection. That's how I need to know him. Resurrection power. God, help us know you like that, I pray. In the name of you. Help us believe you, God. Help us believe you. We cannot believe you until we get information about you. 
So help us fellowship, oh God, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh God, we praise you according to the mighty working of your power. Can you go to verse 19 and I'll bring it to an end. Glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. Which he wrought in Christ, which you demonstrated. That Holy Ghost power, that resurrection power, you demonstrated in Christ. When you raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places. Please take time to meditate on the Word and let it sink into your heart and soul and mind today. Knowing that the Christian who meditates on the Word will be like a tree planted by the water, bringing forth fruit in its season and prospering in all that he does. But what if you aren't a Christian today? What if you don't know if you're bound for heaven as a forgiven child of God? If that's you, then let's take care of it right now if you're ready. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Are you ready to be forgiven of your sins and washed clean and made new? Are you ready to begin your new life in Christ? Then turn to God right now and say, Lord, I love you. I need you. I repent of my sins. Lord, please forgive me and wash me clean. I receive your forgiveness right now as I put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. God, please lead me and teach me and show me how to live from now on. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And if you're looking for a good church family, you'll be welcomed with open arms at Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee, located at 4750 Capital Circle Southeast near Tram Road. Sunday school begins for all ages at 10 a.m. and the morning service begins at 11. And the Wednesday evening service begins at 7. This is a life-giving, multicultural, multi-generational church where people of all races, backgrounds, and walks of life come together to worship, to be inspired in their love for God, to develop relationships, and to be empowered to live out God's purpose for their lives. Find more information on their website, imitatorsofgodministries.com, or call the church, 850-408-8496. Hello, beloved. This is Pastor Emmanuel Williams with Imitators of God Ministries. Thank you so much for listening to our program. We really appreciate it. I'm reaching out to you today to ask for your help. Look, God has presented us with the opportunity to purchase our own building. In an effort to do so, we have launched what we refer to as the Just 10 Campaign. Yes, the Just 10 Campaign. We are looking for 100,000 people to give just $10. Just $10 to help acquire the property. Of course, you can give more if you so desire to. Will you help us? We would really appreciate it. You can do so by sending checks payable to Imitators of God Ministries at 4750 Capital Circle Southeast, Tallahassee, Florida, 32311, or you could give online at imitatorsofgodministries.com. And lastly, via cash app at dollar sign IOGM. That's dollar sign IOGM, or you could call 850-294-8439, 850-294-8439. We need the funds by June 30th, 2019. Thank you so much, and may God richly bless you.